Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week's episode is awesome. I know when we hear, you know, quote unquote, legal aspects um, about our business or running our business or things we should take care of, um, it can kind of feel stressful or overwhelming or just sometimes we just straight ignore it. Um, But my guest this week, Lane Lyon, she just has a great way of explaining different things that we need um, in just a simple way that's not overwhelming, not scary. Um, Because it seems like, you know, as I mentioned in the episode, if I get like a legal contract sent over to me, I don't really know what I'm reading, you know, and she explains that it doesn't have to be like that. And so that was a really refreshing um, thing to hear. And um, I have to admit, I didn't get legal aspects like contracts or trademarks or things like that in my business until last year. And it really, really felt good um, to just cover those bases and not have like something pieced together. So if you're kind of in that same boat and you're needing to get legal aspects together, this is a perfect episode for you. If you're still just kind of curious, getting started, it's great. Um, And yeah, we're actually going to have her back on the show to dive in more into like LLCs and different things like that. But um, yeah, grab a glass and let's chat. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. I'm super excited to share my guest this week. Um, she's going to share all of the um, legal tips that we need to know that we don't really think about. Maybe not all, but a lot. Um, my guest is Lane Lyons, and she is the founder of Lane Lyons Legal. So thanks so much for joining me from beautiful Hawaii. Ah, thanks for having me. I am so excited to be here. Hello, everyone. Yay. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Um, I'm, I have to confess too, I've never been to Hawaii, but um, I hear just, you know, obviously amazing things. <laughs> well, come on over. I know. Yes. I'm not that far. Well, I mean, I am kind of far, but not that far thinking, you know, I'm on the West Coast. So at least I'm not like on the East Coast. Right. And all you need is a bikini and a glass. We've got everything <laughs> else for you. We've got the oh. champagne ready. That sounds amazing. I know it's actually like sunny here in Oregon um, in the spring. And so it's like, oh my gosh. And I forget how much like I'm like a little lizard. I feel like I just want to be out in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Soak it up. Yeah. Well, awesome. You got your champagne sipping on that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, before we dive into um, all this legal awesomeness, I'd love to hear, you know, have you always been in the legal industry and like, how did you get to where you're, you're at now and you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, all the good stuff. Okay. Well, um, yes, I've always been, I, I've been a lawyer for 26 years. So I guess you could, it kind of feels like always, right. It yeah. feels like I've always, I've always been a lawyer. Um, my parents growing up gave, I have an older sister and they said to us, um, girls can be anything. You know, this was back in the seventies when, you know, the women's live and feminism is really just taking off. And they always said to us, girls can be anything. So long as you're a doctor or a lawyer. 
That was the choice that we were given. And my sister, my amazing, wonderful sister picked doctor four years ahead of me. She picked doctor and what was left on the table was lawyer. So that's how I got started (laughs) was sort of by, um, by default. Although I will say this, even as a kid, I was always very, I was the one at summer camp or I was the one on the playground saying to the teacher, wait a second, she didn't do that. This isn't what happened, right? Mm -hmm. Always kind of sticking up for the underdog. And I think that's how I really got started. I, let's see. So I went to Duke Law School. Mm. I graduated 26 years ago. And when I first got out, I became a district attorney and was worked in a division that at the time was called sex crimes. It's now called special victims. Mm-hmm. And that was hardcore. That was really yeah. hard. Yeah. And I did that for some time. You know, you can't do that forever. That's, you know, they get, they get you while you're young because it's really the nitty gritty. And when I, when it was time to move on from there, I opened up my own boutique law firm in Atlanta and really did a lot of the same work that I had done as a district attorney, but did it privately. So it was a lot of focus on children's rights, women's rights, and litigation, you know, in the court every single day and on my feet. And I loved that. That was really a great, a great time over all of the years. Gosh, I've worn so many hats and done so many things as an attorney. I have started five companies and been CEO CEO of four of them. I started an animal foundation and was the seat sitting as at the head of the board and CEO of that. And yeah, I've just done all of these wonderful things and how I got to where I am now is, well, I was doing one of those wonderful things, working as an entrepreneur, you know, as an attorney and sitting on a board and all those great things. And another entrepreneur approached me and said, I love what you're doing. I'd love to partner. And so I said, well, tell me what you got. And we talked about it. And it sounded like this amazing opportunity. So when we started the working relationship, I didn't, even though I'm a lawyer and I should have known better, I didn't insist that we have a working writ- a written agreement for the working relationship. And I mean, I know why I didn't do it, right? The same reason why everyone tells me, oh, I don't want to do all my legal stuff, right? right. <laughs> it, it was like warm and friendly. And I thought, oh, that's not going to happen. And I didn't right. want to like lawyer up, right? So, but you can guess what I'm about to say, <laughs> what happened, right? As it often does, I got completely burned. She took all all of the content that we had created, that I had created, the parts that I created, the parts she had created, everything from a year's worth of hard work, all the money that I had invested. And of course, all the money that I was going to make. And she launched her own, not, yeah, pretty close version of what we had created. And because I didn't have a written agreement, there was really nothing I could do to protect myself. I was just devastated. Like, I remember getting that email that was like, you know, yeah, I'd like a hunch all along, like, hmm, this something done like for like a month, right? Right. Something like women's intuition, right? Doesn't feel right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Something doesn't feel right. And I remember that moment where I got the email that somebody said, isn't this what you're working on? (laughs) And it was out there on the internet. And I was just, my mind was blown. I mean, like my heart was pounding, like sweaty palms, all the things, right? And 
right then and there, like immediately within probably within 15 minutes, I grabbed my laptop, you know, like anger typing, right. I grabbed my laptop and rather than even writing anything to her, I just started writing all of the contracts that the contract, the main contract that I wished I would have had that would have protected me with her. Mm-hmm. And when I was done with that, I started drafting all of the contracts that every online small or solo business entrepreneur needs to protect herself, her content, her money, all of her hard hard work, right? And then I started asking what I call my biz BFFs, like my, you know, the the women who are in my Mm. circle. And I started reaching out to them and I said like, hey, what are you all using for contracts? And the answer I got was, you're laughing because you know (laughs) the answer. The answer I got was always the same. Contracts? What contracts? And that's when I realized we, as women, are out there leaving ourselves and all of our hard work so vulnerable, like for no reason at all. It doesn't have to be like that. And what happens when we leave ourselves like that is one little mistake can topple everything. It's the little things that can really be devastating to a business, to a small business. And I, at that moment was like, I'm going to be the one, like we have to do better than that, right? We can do better than that as women, as business owners, like we can do better than that. And I was like, I'm going to help women do better than that. And that's how I got years ago to do what I'm doing now, which is helping women use contracts, use trademarks to build their businesses. And most of my business is helping them grow their businesses so that they can scale, so that they can start hiring, start doing the things that are going to help a business get bigger and bigger, but they can do it with this confidence and this peace of mind, right? Knowing that it's all buttoned up. And so that's been my life has just been working with my private clients, helping them all build their businesses. And I love it. I am no longer in the courts, which is is also great, but I'm here at my office doing all the things, chatting about it and really helping women take that amazing, amazing step to get their legal stuff handled. Yes. Oh, I love it. It's because it's so important, you know, but I feel like, um, no offense, like fun, sometimes like for me, when I think of legal things, it, to me, it's like, oh, that's, I have to do my taxes. Like I put those on the same kind of like, you know, <laughs> level just because that's not, you know, my jam. And so I think we're just like, okay, I'll get to that later. But it really can be so detrimental if we don't get to it. Yeah. So it, let's just stay in that for just one second. Yes, it can be detrimental, but let's go on to what I see as the more important thing. Yes, of course. I think we all know you can get burned. You just heard I got burned and I'm a lawyer. These things happen, but I don't really approach it from that angle. I really come at, and I know I'm not your typical lawyer, right? <laughs> but I really think the bigger point here is if you want to build your business, If you want to grow your business, and this is not just a side hustle or a hobby, you know that you want to build something amazing. It all starts with having this really solid foundation in place. And so I approach this from, if this could be easy, right? That's a question that my team and I ask all the time. If What would it be like if this could be easy? So I very intentionally make absolutely everything simple, straightforward, 
easy to understand. Everything can be written and is in my business written in plain English. I call it girlfriend speak. You don't have to have all of this legal jargon and all of these clauses that make your eyes cross when you're reading them in your contracts. Things can be clear, kind, right? Good boundaries and buttoned up without having to be this really heavy, like I think, you know, taxes look, and we just, we just finished our taxes last week. It's, it's through the IRS. We have no control. It's always going to be mind numbing to fill out forms or to read them from your CPA and try to understand it all. But the legal stuff, contracts can be written in a way that is fair and balanced for both parties, easy to read, easy to understand, easy to talk about, but also putting them in place buttons everything up so that then you can grow your business. You can do what you're wanting to do and be here for the important stuff that you're here to do. Think about for the reason that you started your business in the first place and know that you can share your content freely. You can be more visible. You can get out there. You're not held back because you have these really simple structures in the back of your business and the foundation at the bottom that set things up properly so that you could just go for it. Yeah. Oh, I love that because yeah, I do feel like a lot of the times, like whenever I'm sent contracts, you know, it's, I'm like, what am I reading? You know? And there's like 10 pages of it and I'm just like, okay. Um, I don't really know, but I guess I'll sign it, uh, which I don't, I mean, I do read it, but it's, I love that you're saying it can be simple and kind and fair and, you know, easy to digest and, but protective as well. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, you know, because I think that there's this like, and and it's exactly what you're saying. There's this kind of inherited patriarchy uh, that's, oh, here comes a contract, right? One person's going to win, one person's going to lose, and somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. And I spend my life dismantling that myth, that patriarchy, brick by brick by brick, because contracts can actually set up the business relationship. Let's say that it's a contract that you're going to have with a private client and you're going to be working one-on-one with her. Well, using a contract in advance, getting all the housekeeping on the same page before you start working together is, and I know this is a little bit of a shift, so just stay with me. (laughs) It's a gift Mm -hmm. that you give to her so that she knows what's expected of her What's expect what you're going to bring to the relationship? She doesn't come in day one when you're starting to work with her, thinking that you're going to do like let's say it's not a do a not not a done for you program. She doesn't come in on day one thinking it's done for you. She understands that she's responsible for the results that are generated or the transformation that's generated from the relationship, or if it's a group program, and. In your group contract, you have something about confidentiality. Then on day one, so much heavy lifting has already been done because every single person in that group knows that not only has she signed the confidentiality that she will keep everything in the group private and uh, confidential, but that everyone else in the group have also Sign that. So what that does is allows everyone to show up day one, right? The contracts have done their job. They've done the magic. They've done the heavy lifting. And everybody shows up on day one 
knowing that a safe container, a sacred space has been created. It just, my point is you're able to fast forward some of the things that often take us weeks to get to when we're working with other people, because when you use a contract that sets those things up and isn't all focused on oh, I'm not going to get, you know, don't sue me and, and all that stuff. It's really focused on setting up the relationship, setting up the boundaries, the expectations. Then everybody arrives on day one with a lot of that stuff already handled and out of the way. Yeah, I love it. It sets the tone and it sets it in like a professional, safe way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and setting the tone, right? So when you're onboarding a client, and you don't have a well-drafted contract that you feel confident in, right? We've all been there. You're, you know, sort of like something you've patchworked together and maybe you like, you know, try, look, this is not the place to DIY it, right? right. You know, we, when we DIY our own contracts or we borrow a contract, a copy of a copy of a copy from a friend of a friend of a coach, you don't know if what's in that contract is tailored to the work that you're doing. You don't know if it's recording, if it's protecting you the way that it needs to be. And I think people can feel that. So when you're onboarding a client and you feel kind of dicey about your whole process and you don't have that confidence to know that what you're putting out there is what it needs to be, that's maybe she on the other side, the client can't exactly put her finger on what it is that she's feeling but she's going to feel something and that's not the way to start things out. So even onboarding just, and, and looking when somebody lands on your website and they scroll to the bottom and they see that you don't have any of your legal documents in place, that's an immediate signal that you are not a professional business. You're not running it in an all pro way. And we're here to have fun. Yes but also to show up professionally so that everyone we work with and all the opportunities and all the podcasts that you want to be on and all the things all come to you knowing that you're all pro and that you've got, you're you're polished, you've got it together. Yeah, no, I love it. And it all, you know, kind of fits into that whole personal brand and your business brand. Not that that's going to be the whole emphasis, but it all, you know, all of those little um, details add up and that's how people perceive us, you know, perceive us. Absolutely. (laughs) Damn champagne, but um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I just love that. And I am like ashamed to say that I've been in business since 2016 and I didn't get a contract, like a real contract until last year. Um, Like when you said piece together, I was like that I was giggling because you you Google things and you borrow from here and you add there and you know, that kind of thing. So it does, it feels completely different once you know that, you know, it is working for you and it's not just something out there on the internet that you've grabbed and put together because, you know, we're not lawyers. <laughs> right. And no shame, no shame in that, you know, from 2016 to 2021, how, how you were running it. This is a judgment-free zone. We don't go here at, at my law firm. We don't go backwards. We don't try to clean, you know, we say, okay, so today we go from where we are and we mm-hmm. take it at today. And today we're going to put a right contract in place. And maybe there are some people that you're already working with that are already, you know, in progress that you want to say, Hey, I've gotten a new, you know, I've been working with an attorney. I've got, or I've, I've gotten new contracts, right? If that even seems scary to say that, right. I've been working with a legal expert, right? Whatever feels really yummy. And I've got this new contract and it's going to protect me and you. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm having everyone in my business sign it. And what this does is this solidifies our relationship of working together. I really, you know, I respect and honor the work that we've been doing. And this is just going to allow us to take it to the next level. So we go from here, we get things in place today, and we just look forward. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Because And I think that people, you know, they hear like the term contract. It's like, oh, you know, like, oh, I don't know, do I have to sign a contract for a year or something like that? Like, I just feel like there's some kind of, you know, a little... So I don't know, I don't, like a dark cloud around it. And I love that you're just like dispelling all of these myths. Because <laughs> it can be easy. It can be plain English. It can be just step by step. You just read my contracts are like, they're not quite like reading a novel, but, <laughs> but close. And you yeah. know, exact, everything comes with detailed instructions and videos. And you know exactly what you're filling out. Because look, you're going to give these contracts to other people. And if you are using a contract that you don't know what it says and what it means, and then you give it to your contract, to your client, and she's like, yep, I'm so excited. I'm ready to start working with you. I just have one question. What does paragraph seven mean? And you look at it. (laughs) Poor seven, I'm I'm picking on poor seven. But you look at paragraph seven and you don't know what it means. Well, that's not the way to start the relationship with confidence and trust. So you can have contracts that you can understand exactly what they say, that you know what's in them and you know why those parts are there and exactly what that part does. That's going to put you into a position where you can say, great, I'm so excited you want to work with me. And here is exactly what paragraph seven means. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love it. So does like every business need, like what kind of businesses need contracts, like online businesses, brick and mortars, like do some businesses not need them or like, you know, coaching more specific they do, or can you dive into that a little? Definitely. Definitely. So the first thing is any business that is operating online needs certain contracts. We actually have a checklist for you. We'll link it. And that tells you exactly what you need. If you have a website, this is what you need. Mm -hmm. So anyone who has a website, you're going to need to have your contracts on your website that are going to establish what are the ground rules, how I run my business, what are the things that I'm responsible for and not responsible for, what are my policies around collecting names and information from people and keeping them private. So if you have a website, you need to have your website privacy policy your website terms and conditions, and your website disclaimer. That's every single business that's out there. If you have a service-based business and you work with other folks, you have clients, you need client-facing contracts. So whether that's in your one-on-one relationships or if you have an online course, a group program, um, even if you sell digital downloads or evergreen content or eBooks. We have to have rules that say things like, do we allow refunds? What happens if somebody buys this and it's, it doesn't work out, right? You know, I always say the only thing worse than a disaster is a disaster with no disaster plan. <laughs> and your contract's are that roadmap, that disaster plan that's going to inform exactly what you do if something goes off track. So to answer your question, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're coaching and you're, you know, coaching for the most part is often in very sensitive areas. So whether we are talking about someone's health 
or we're talking about somebody's mindset, or we're talking about somebody's business, right? Their, their, their wallet, their bottom line. Those are all really sensitive areas. And you have to make it clear what you are not bringing to the relationship. So what you are not responsible for, like coaching is not therapy. It's not intended to be therapy. Um, Working with a business coach is not a guarantee of future earnings. Mm -hmm. Working with a marketing coach, right? We want to make sure what you're responsible for and what you're not responsible for. So in listening to this and in answering your long way to answer your question, if you have a business where something could go wrong and somebody could get have a result, some kind of a result from something that you teach or explain or demonstrate. And then they can have a negative result and come back and want to blame you for that result. You need a contract. Mm -hmm. If you sell something, anything, a service-based offer, a product, anything that is going to go into somebody else's hands, they're going to pay you for it. And it's going to go into somebody else's hands after you leave the room, right? Or you ship it to them, you need a contract. So anything that you do when something could potentially go off track, right? That disaster and disaster plan. So anything that you're doing where you're selling something, telling someone to do something or advising them or, or, or teaching them, sharing your expertise, or you have a website or you're collecting testimonials, all of these things we need contracts and they allow you to get out there and do the work that you're doing without kind of being paralyzed. I see a lot of women who first come to me and say like, I'll show up in a, in a coaching call, right? This is, this is the entrepreneur speaking, right? The coach, let's say I'll show up in a coaching call. And I feel like I don't know if the things that I'm saying are things I'm allowed to be saying. So what happens is well, what do we do? We do nothing. We say nothing or we say it and we hold back when we're saying it. Having a written contract gives you, because you're setting up the foundation of what you are and aren't responsible for, you're able to then get out there and speak freely. You're able to share what you know, which is what you're here to do, right? We're all here to share what we know, what, what's in our zone of genius. You're able to share that freely because you know, you're not going to get in, like I'm doing little air quotes, legal hot water Mm -hmm. because you've done the wrong thing or said the wrong thing. And that allows women to like feel really comfortable and confident and get out there. I love that. So true. Um, and so you also, I've looked at your website too. You also have trademarks. And so do you ever get the questions? Like what's the difference between a contract and a trademark? And like, why a business would need a trademark as opposed, well, and like obviously a contract because we all need contracts. We know that now, everybody listening. Um, <laughs> but do, I don't know that we would necessarily need a trademark. So could you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's start with what's the difference. So a contract is a written document that's agreed to by you and another person, whether that's your website visitor somebody giving you their name or email in exchange for an opt-in or a client that you work with. So a contract is a written document that details the relationship. A trademark is something, anything 
that identifies your brand. So let's break that down. What does that mean? Let's use Nike because it's an example that we all know. So Nike has three main trademarks. Well, they have lots, but three main trademarks that really are going to put a lot of light bulbs for people listening of, oh, that's what it is in my business. So Nike has the word Nike. They have the swoosh and they have the tagline, just do it. So in your business, I invite you to ask yourself, what those are the things that identify the brand. And when I buy a tennis skirt and it has the swoosh on it, I know right away what I'm getting. I know that it's going to be high performance. It's probably going to be moisture wicking. It's going to be high quality. It's going to last long. It's going to be a, a high quality piece of athletic gear because I see the swoosh on it, mm-hmm. right? Unlike you know, a pair of tennis shoes that are, you know, made by Keds or something or, or Skechers, which aren't going to be high performance or Manolo Blahniks, right? Those Mm -hmm. are not going to be good to play tennis. And we know that right away. So there are things in your business that identify your business, the name of your business, the name of your podcast, the name of your offer, right? My business is called Lane Lions, Lane Lions Legal. But my offer is the legal umbrella. The legal umbrella is the product of the contracts that I sell. So I've got a registered trademark on the legal umbrella, even though that's not the business name. The business name is Lane Lions Legal. And then trademarks can also be on your logos and just like in Just Do It on your taglines. So let's talk about who needs a trademark and why. Why do you need a trademark? So first of all, a trademark, you have a trademark just because you came up with it. Bubbles and Biz is a trademark. What we're talking about is registering that trademark. When you register your trademark and you get that beautiful little R with the circle around it, you now own those words. In in as as a podcast, nobody else can have the words bubbles and biz or anything even remotely similar. They can't have bubbles and business. They can't have bubbly and biz. They can't have bubbly and business because it would be confusing, right? If I mm-hmm. said, "Oh my gosh, Nicole, you have to listen to this awesome podcast that I heard." It's like bubbly business, bubble bubble girl business, bubble something, and then you go and you find it, and you find something called bubble and business. And you listen to that. And in six months, bubble and business has some kind of an offer that they put out and you buy it. Well, now money that should have gone to bubbles and biz has now gone business. Money has gone listeners to this other business. So that's a confusion in the marketplace. And what, when you register your trademark, you know, I used to think I used to think that registering a trademark was because, oh, I don't want anyone else to use my name. Mm-hmm. I, you know, same kind of thing we talked about at the very big top of the top of the episode when we were talking about, you know, contracts protect you from stuff going wrong, right? I don't want anyone else to use my name. But what I've realized is that the real value in having your trademark, same as what I was saying with contracts, the real value in having your trademark is that you know that that name is yours. You know, it's yours, you own it, and you can build anything that you want on top of it. So that when you're putting out assets, content, materials, 
advertising every single time you put the name Bubbles and Biz, you know that you own those words and you don't ever have to think about ever, ever receive a cease and desist letter from somebody's super aggressive attorney that says you have to stop using your name. Cause that's what happens. I see that every single day, right? I have this big trademark practice and every single day I have people come to me and say, I got a cease and desist letter. Somebody is telling me what, like I have to change my name, like a forced rebrand, right? Not on your terms, a forced rebrand, change your name, take everything down, start all over again and hope that your audience follows you to the new name. It doesn't happen. Just when this, when we have a force, when one has a forced rebrand in their business, they lose time, momentum, money, followers. So the thing is when you, and I think people think trademarks are just for the big guys, right? Mm -hmm. And I may have perpetuated that by using the example of Nike, but trademarks are not for the big guys. They're for us. They're for smart, solo entrepreneurs, solo businesses, small businesses, because we're the ones who could be completely crushed by having to do a rebrand. Like Dunkin' Donuts just recently did a rebrand to Dunkin'. Yeah, I saw that. Right? So now the the new name is Dunkin'. Well, they're huge. That doesn't hurt them. They have this enormous following. They have all these brick and mortar stores that everybody drives to. Everybody gets their coffee or their donuts or whatever it is. And it doesn't hurt them. But when we have a small business and it's um, Jennifer's, Jennifer's great podcast and somebody comes in and says, you can't use that name because my client has a name that's Jenny's great podcast and she's trademarked it. And so you have to stop using your name and then... Jennifer knows she has somebody watching over her. So she changes it to the happiness project. How is even going to know that that's happened? Who's even going to be able to follow her? So the first thing to know, to know is that trademarks are for us. This is when you are scaling and you are being visible, you have to know that that name is yours and you have to protect it by registering that trademark. So you know that that name is yours and you can build on top of it. The only mistake that you can make with your trademark, well, not using a law firm to help you, a trademark law firm to help you, but this is not, look, this is not a DIY thing, right? Like you can take a splinter out of your own foot, but you cannot do eye surgery. Right. Trademarks are eye surgery. Do not, we offer done for you trademarks. There is nothing that the clients do because it is such an intricate and complicated area of law with so much strategy. But what I was saying, I interrupted myself, but what I was saying is the only mistake that you can make with your trademark is waiting too long. Mm. It's the only mistake. Oh God, I had somebody recently, I'm in a community with her and she had this phenomenal name. And I said to her like, I don't know, probably a year prior to this story, I'm about to say a year prior, I said, oh my gosh, your name is brilliant. You really need to think about registering that trademark. She said, oh, I totally want to. I will, I will, I will. And then she put out this huge launch using the name. And so I reached out again and I was like, yeah, whether you do it with me or you do it with somebody else, you need to register this trademark. And so she emails back and she says, yeah, you know what? I need to, because I just printed up 5,000 leather bracelets with the name stamped on the bracelet. So I'm definitely coming to you. And I say, okay, you know, I've got three spots this month. Come great. She comes 
we do the search. The first thing we do in a trademark is the search. We do the search and I'm sure you can imagine what I'm about to say. Oh no, please don't. Registered the identical name six weeks. (gasps) No. Missed it by six weeks. And what happens when somebody it's for it's first to get in has the presumption that, that, you know, there's other things that go into it, but because she hadn't, yeah, it's just, these are, I'm getting high. I was just thinking about it. So (laughs) these are the things that can be completely avoided. Right. We don't have to find ourselves in these situations because if you, again, how can we make it easy? If you make it easy and you use I'm here telling you that it can be easy. You can have somebody just do all of trademarks. You can have my firm or any other firm do it for you. You don't have to start to monkey around with it and put it off and put it off and put it off. This is not, this is something that I know I get super passionate and really excited. I could feel myself (laughs) like my arms are going in every direction. (laughs) I get so um, excited about it because it's so frustrating and heartbreaking you know, and that example is by far not the only one. It's just a recent one of people just putting the head, their head in the sand, like no judgment. Right. But when we, when we treat it like taxes and we say, Oh, it's something, you know, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. How many people file their taxes on April 14th right? (laughs) (laughs) or when April 14th, April 15th falls on a weekend and they get the extra day, how many of them file, you know, on that last day possible? Well, you're legal is one of these things that as soon as you get it in place, you can't say this about many things like building a funnel. The minute that you get your legal in place, you immediately have a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. You immediately feel calmer. I have a lot of clients, be- as soon as they enroll or they sign up, before they even get their contracts, which happens you know, almost instantaneously, I get an email saying, I just signed up and I have to tell you, I already feel a million times better. So there's kind of like, you know, booking the appointment is just the thing that you're like, oh my gosh, I feel better already, right? As soon as you sign up with a business coach, you know that you're on track, your business is go. the, the trajectory of your business is going to change. It's the same way with your legal. The second that you put it in place, the second that you make the decision to put it in place, You've already started that like relief that you don't have to be anxious anymore. You don't have to spend time worrying. Am I going to get in trouble? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I'm sure like, as I was looking at your website too, like, I feel like the other myth is that like, uh, you know, maybe people listening are like a trademark. I can't afford that. That's probably a lot of money, but I feel like your prices were pretty, and especially if you think of like, okay, you're going to have to rebrand or start all over. Like that comparison of money is you know, it would be a no brainer to not just go forward and get, you know, trademarks and contracts. I thought your prices were awesome. Like, I think they're affordable, you know? So like that other myth of like legal having to be like super expensive, I think that can just go away too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if it can be easy, you got to make it so that people can, so it's accessible, right? If it's something that probably... 30% of my contracts business are brand new entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Well, if I make, if if the pricing is something that nobody can afford, look, you can go to a private attorney. You know, I I do draft contracts for private clients sometimes, but a suite of contracts that you need for your business can cost you upwards. If you go to a private attorney, it's going to cost you upwards of $15,000. Yeah. (laughs) New entrepreneurs don't have that kind of money yet. (laughs) 
Usually. At all. all. Nobody. Well, yeah. And it doesn't have to be like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and also I think, you know, what happens when you go to, if, if you go to a private local attorney to have your contracts custom drafted, does that attorney even understand what goes into a small business? What goes into a service right. based business like coaching? Does that attorney even get what you do? So you got to work with somebody who understands the nature of what your business is, because if they don't know what the business is and they don't understand the risks that you face, they can't protect you mm-hmm. from those risks. This is all I do. This is all I have been doing for, it feels like forever. So (laughs) when you use contracts that are specifically written for what we all do, you've already, you've checked that one off. When you get contracts that are affordable, you check that off. When you get contracts that are easy to understand, plain English, almost completely done for you, you can check that off. This is something that I know can be intimidating and overwhelming for a lot of folks. So I am really, really intentional to make everything super, super straightforward and easy to understand. And then we get to check it all off and we get to feel that relief and we get to get out there and shine and be visible knowing it's all buttoned up on the back end. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I just love that. Uh, and you have a checklist for everybody. I know you mentioned it before, but do you want to just talk about that a little bit more? And I'll, I'll make sure to link it in the podcast notes so everybody can grab it. Absolutely. So in the interest of making it really easy, the first thing you got to do is find out what do I even need to protect? Right. <laughs> That's a good place to start. <laughs> right? Like if you're going to make an omelet, you're going to need to know what the ingredients are before you can even way before you turn on that heat, you got to know, Oh, I need eggs. So the first thing, the very, very first step, and I, I'm real careful to make everything bite-sized and actionable because Mm -hmm. by its very nature, if I don't, people are going to like, you know, hit the snooze button and put the head back in the sand and put it off for another year and another, you know, another month and another month. So This checklist gives you a little bit of an introduction to how can this be easy? What are the exact contracts that I need if I have a website, if I work with clients? What do I need? Because then when you know what you need, you can go onto the invitation right there to book a call with me or to go straight to the website and you'll see there are the exact packages bundled up very affordably because they're bundled to show you exactly which, to follow along with which contracts you need. You can match it up with the bundles. You can, and you don't get anything you don't need. Like that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Our (laughs) lawyers or other professionals who try to tell people that they need something that they don't need. Yeah. So this checklist is going to tell you exactly what you need and nothing that you don't need so that you have that empowerment to take that first step to dive in and to get this handled too. So you can get that relief and you can get out there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. Everybody listening that if you don't have your contracts or your trademark, or you're not sure where to begin, like I would urge you to go start there because it does. Like, like I said, I didn't have contracts for years. And the second I even just, like you said, made that appointment and started it, like it just felt so relieving. Um, And so just, yeah, anybody listening that hasn't done that yet is so worth it. So I will put that in the podcast notes. Yeah, absolutely. And there's all kinds of resources on my website. My website is more than a calling card. It's a teaching tool. 
Mm-hmm. So if you go on the website, there's all, all these resources about trademarks and where you begin and why, all of the why. And there's you know lots of details for people who like details. There's tons of details. And for people who just want to know, okay, tell me what I tell me what I need and do it for me. Right. There's places right there on the website for both contracts and trademarks where you can just, if you're the kind of person who just is like, look, I know I need it, but I don't want to get involved in all the nitty gritty. And that's all there for you. If you're the kind of person who wants to know more, there's loads of great resources to be able to help you so that you feel confident with understanding the why. So you can get in there and build it, grow it, yeah. get in. Oh, I love that. It's so true. It's like with marketing too, you know, like it's kind of overwhelming, not that marketing legal are on the same like understanding thing level, but um, it just, people don't understand the why of why, you know, like you're posting to Instagram or you're writing a blog or you're emailing or you're on podcasts, like, or, you know, the automations or tools. And so I've, I'm the same. I like to advocate like teaching them and teaching them why they're doing it and then how to do the next one. And, you know, um, just that they have the power to do it themselves and they're not overwhelmed, you know, and stressed, which I'm sure, you know, you see a lot of that too. (laughs) I do. I do. I do. Sometimes tears. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, so, and where can everybody, what is your website and social media and everything that like where everybody can connect with you further? Yeah, super. So it's lanelions.com. The checklist is at lanelions.com slash checklist. Very easy. On Instagram, I am lanelionslegal. On Facebook, also lanelionslegal. What else? LinkedIn, lanelionsjd. JD just means Juris Doctorate. That's my degree. So on on LinkedIn, all the professional, right? So (laughs) lanelionsjd, but we'll have all that for you. So yeah, but go over to the website and check out what you need. Get the checklist Find out what you need and take that first step. It is something that you will feel better immediately mm-hmm. once you get the handle. Yes, I totally agree. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. You shared so much helpful and valuable information that um, you know is so important and critical to our businesses. So thank you so much. I'm so glad. You're so welcome. I love doing it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do this again. Maybe we'll have to do like a follow-up of like LLCs and taxes, not taxes, but like different other legal, you know, options. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I'm so happy we connected. Oh, me too. Thanks so much. And aloha from Hawaii, everyone. Talk (laughs) soon. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode and had some good takeaways. Uh, If you haven't left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would totally appreciate it. So if you have a minute, um, that would be great. If you need any free marketing tips, I've got some on my website. So feel free to head over there, um, nb.marketing, to grab them. Have a good day.